everybody welcome to episode 610 flow wrestling radio live joined once again by james dean he's got his topo chico and his axe i'm sure he'll throw over his shoulder later in the show what's what's topo chico oh that's awesome carbonated mineral water beverage Mm, got it they don't have just austin that's free pub for topo chico (laughs) no free ads uh of course as soon whenever Anyone has those? Nomad used to have them on here all the time. And, and yesterday, everyone's like, oh, are you drinking a beer? JD, are you drinking a beer in the morning? It's <laughs> hydrating. Ben, Just, what's going Tom on, Bra- man? Tom Brady was getting good and hydrated yesterday, Kyle. <laughs> yes, he was. Videos. Yes, that the was TB12 awesome. method. Yeah, that was great. He was. Did you see him throw the Lombardi trophy from one boat to the other? Oh, I did not see that. Oh, no. my gosh. I saw a few other videos. Yeah. He was celebrating it. Hey, this guy's got seven Super Bowl rings. I mean, yeah. he, if someone deserves to celebrate, it's that guy. Yeah, he. Uh, the, yesterday was pretty awesome. Gronk was doing his thing. Yeah, that was fun to see. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ben, we had some news. I don't know, not break, but uh, just happened uh, after the show yesterday. Right after the show. Made you look like a fool. It made me look like a total fool because everything that we had been hearing was that uh, Greg Kirkfleet was uh, doing well, and they were more hopeful than after the injury first occurred that he could possibly be back this Caleb's season. Throwing you off the scent, and maybe he still is. Maybe this is <laughs> yeah, a, maybe they're tricking us again. Maybe yeah. he heard you say that yesterday on yeah. the show and said, "I need to put a stop to this. I need to make these guys look like idiots." Um, they, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he said that uh, he's likely done for the season. He did not. Rolled out completely, but he said that it, it, it didn't sound good, um, which really hurts Penn State's chances of, I mean, it was already pretty yeah. slim to no, begin I, with. I think it's, uh, man, I, I think it's over, right? If they don't have him, add, add up the points. How they how did they get there? Uh, you get, you somehow infect Spencer Lee. With coronavirus, I mean, that's, that's, that's their hope, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's really got to be it. I mean, Bull and Caleb Young will be back and won't be out again. You have to think, but they're the only two on the team so far that I've had to sit because of COVID protocol, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, um, let me, yeah, I'm, I mean, that, that up does not bode scores. well for Penn State. Hey, but have they ever given a? Oh wow! Wow! wow look at that. She pranked me. How I sweet. <laughs> Coffee was not ready when I you're, came down. You're now Instagram famous wife. Yeah, but she only filled it halfway full. Jeez. She's watching. <laughs> well, she doesn't want you to have to take a bathroom break during the show. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know. It's all, guys, that's been two times in like 200 episodes. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, 190 Two times more than Wayne Boffman. That's right. Wayne Boffman would he would he would have toughed it out. I said this is is not worth it at this point. I'm going to the bathroom. So Ben, okay, but hold in on. our most recent hey. rankings, Penn State is sixth right now in team scoring. That does it. how? Well, it's because okay, like, RBY's like, got to be really high. Nick Lee's got to be high. RBY's really high. You're not getting points at 25. Nick not, Lee's really high yet, at least at 49. 49. No, Verclearin's no. 16th. 
Um, fifty-seven. Bergie's not an not all-American contender. Uh, he's eleven, so he's right there around the twelve guy. Joe Lee's not that high. Joe Lee is fourteen. Okay. Then seventy-four Staroki is um seven, but mm-hmm. who the heck knows? Um, Brooks yeah. is five. Aaron Brooks is five, and you you probably feel like he's gonna finish higher than that. Yeah. Uh, Beard is right there again, round of twelve guy at thirteen, and then Man. um Neville's what? 12? Neville's is right on the edge of all American as well, at thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Penn State doesn't usually have, you know, if you, you remember the probably one of the most insane stats about Penn State is like their record in the quarterfinals and their record in the semis. Yeah. And part of part of that that is it feels like they never have guys who are like mid range all American. Yeah. Seven to sixteen, right? Somewhere in there. It feels like they're they they got the number one, two guys, um, or they got guys who are way far out, and every once in a while they'll have someone who like a Nico comes from a number 10, right, and makes the finals, yeah. but that's like not all that often. So for them to not, I mean, they don't have any number ones at this point. Nick Lee's not number one, RBY and Brooks. I mean, you could see all those guys potentially winning, but they're definitely not number ones right now. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, even last year when Iowa was favored, um, they had Mark Hall and Vincenzo. You know, one, two, the, almost the entire season. And then that other supporting cast was... Nick Lee was number you know, one for a little bit after he beat Pletcher. Okay. Yeah, so, when he beat yeah, Pletcher. I mean, wow. And K- Kale, uh, Kale's really going to have to pull something out of the hat here. Kale hey, and I like how Christian... We could talk trash on Christian since he's not here, and he probably won't hear this at all. <laughs> um, he tried playing it off with Andy Hamilton was on the show like... He wasn't still saying Penn State could win the Nationals when it got canceled. You know, me and you, Kyle, we were saying, Liz, this is over. This is I. I was got it. Done deal. And that was, I thought that was relatively obvious. And Christian was still like, nope, there's a Penn State magic. There's a way for them to do it. Um, and then kind of the other day he said, oh, yeah, it was all Iowa. And I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still, like, I very much believed Iowa was the favorite, but I could last year I could see the path for Penn State until it was best and, case scenario and worst case until scenario. Big Tens really. Once Big Tens happened, yeah, I was like, okay, no, I was winning no matter what. Um, yeah, and it wasn't because Penn State was really bad. It was just because um, I was Iowa was just so good last year, and they're so good again this year, and that's really they're arguably that's all there is to it. Uh, they're arguably yeah. better with Ironman in the lineup. Um, well, and you got to argue that all all eight of those other guys, well, no, nine, right? Because the only the only lineup switch is Murin goes forty one and forty nine. Ironman's inserted instead of Lugo, so nine nine of the other guys are the same. Right. The other nine guys get an, another year. So I mean, and uh, Brands and Assad flipped okay, as of right sure. now. So that's yeah. Great. So eight, you know, eight. But I mean, obviously, you'd also have to assume Assad got better in the year, and if so, if someone else beat him out. And that person is better than he was right. the previous year. So, yeah, I, I always is so freaking good. So, uh, Kirk, Kirk Fleet being out, that's that's really disappointing. Have they said anything about the injuries? I mean, since the season's over now, they might as well say it, right? Or no, they always keep it secret. They might as well, but, you know, they won't. Um, I, I literally yeah. don't even know what it is. Yeah. I, I know real. he's had um, issues with his knee, uh, but I don't want to assume that that's what it is. 
Yeah, I'm mostly know. just bummed we missed that three-way heavyweight race. Right, and even if yeah. it wasn't going to affect the team title, we all would have yeah. loved to see him against uh, Cassiope and then um, Paris and, and Gable. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. We, and we really haven't got to see any of those. We got the little glimpses in his NLWC matches against um, relatively good guys. They weren't, like, title contenders or anything, but he killed them. You know, he killed Yusuf Hamidia. And he killed Demetrius Johnson, who are both really solid heavyweights. Um, I mean, we don't think those guys are beating Cable or anything, but they're they're good. They're really good. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, and then Kale did have some other news. He said he did say forty nine. Uh, Brian Hallickson brought it up in the chat. He did say that um, forty nine wasn't settled completely yet. Um, we're clear, and I know they wrestled Gardner against. Um, Wisconsin, and he beat Sharon Brock, who would just beat Brock Hardy. So yeah. you got that one looks like it's still open. And then he confirmed what we speculated on FRL earlier oh. that day, that they were trying to get duels finalized with Michigan and Michigan State. I didn't see the Spartans coming, oh. but nice. trying to get even more matches, yeah, which would be great. And you have to think of Kels right. saying that talks are going well. Yeah, I can't imagine he would he would bring that up if if he didn't feel confident it was going to get going to get done. Um so I I thought maybe we would see something about that later in the day, but hopefully today cuz that would be pretty awesome to to get the duel between Michigan and Penn State that we missed earlier this season. That that would be tremendous to get that duel on on the schedule. And knock on wood, both teams have a full lineup. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Hopefully we see Amin Mitchic. Sounds like Amin is going to wrestle, but we just don't know what way. Mitchic, as as we said yesterday, seems pretty up in the air. Um, Okay, you want to move on to Oklahoma State now, Ben? No, I don't. I want to take a break. Okay. I meant to bring this up right when we started the show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You rolled right into the... Sorry. Um, Man, the Yanni and Vito, I commented on this on... Twitter last night, and I didn't watch all the matches from America's Cup, but I, I watched quite a few. And dude, these guys are savages. They're yes, taking they are. no prisoners at this point. <laughs> um, you know, Yanni, I've always been a big fan of, but I I feel as though he's made another like leap, like he just gotten a lot better. And then Vito, I always felt like Vito was good, but I never really considered him top tier um, with. Dayton, uh, Gilman, uh, Spencer, etc. Right, a few of those other guys, and now he just kills everyone. I'm like, damn, this guy is so freaking good. Um, and you know, so I guess if I just I think about like them as almost a complete wrestler, they put pressure on, they can attack offensively and relatively dynamically also, and from a myriad of different ways, which is huge. Yep. They can scramble and score defensively. And they're both really good on top. Like, that's the full package. Yeah, Yanni, especially, like, I know he was the big favorite against Mitch McKee, but just the way he yes. looked, like, I, this might be the best we've ever seen of Yanni. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it really, I mean, just his shots look so much better than they have been. Um, you know, in years previous, I felt like, you know, I know he was dealing with, obviously, so he tore the ACL his freshman year, and then I know he's dealing with a few injuries last year, so maybe yeah. he's 
finally all the way healthy. He actually, I don't know if you looked like this to you, but he looked kind of stronger to me. I don't know. Do you look stronger to you at all? I, I thought he looked bigger um, at Beat the Streets like back in September. Whenever oh, that, against, when we uh, were, uh, got it. really, yeah. yeah. That was when we weren't sure if he was going 41, 49. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, he's going 49. So I thought he's looked bigger since yeah. then. Um, yeah, no, he, it's crazy how good they look. And I, I don't have anything great like uh, Smash Bros or something like that. But uh, I, w- I was just thinking, it made me, the Vito Yanni, it made me think of uh, Vince Young, the great Texas quarterback. They called him VY. Oh, I like I like nice. it's I don't know it's kind of smooth. Vy, we got Vy coming up yeah. next. Uh, Vy was tremendous at uh at Texas. That was uh my college years. He was making quite the the one where he ran in the end zone against USC. Oh, that was tremendous. That's wow, probably the ben greatest. The yeah, that, that's nice. Knowledge. That's probably. The I didn't watch a lot of football, but <laughs> I remember that. That's probably the greatest college yeah. football game of all time. He mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a Texas fan by any means, but he was absolutely robbed of the Heisman. Um, he should have won. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think VY, just, it's smooth, you know? It's smooth. I, there was also something with, you know, both of the names are relatively hard to pronounce. Yeah. So I can't remember. Someone someone had um, something in there about that, and I, I thought it was pretty – I was chuckling at it. Uh, I actually got quite a few um, responses to that post and uh, some funny ones in there. But I think those guys should have a name, uh, you know, and they should start playing up the gimmick. And if they want me to be their manager, I'll be, I'll be their manager. But you know, they, they they probably have Kyle Dake could be their manager, like the you know the guru or whatever. Yeah, that would really play. Ben, did you see the? Which then, go ahead. Um, did you see the Russian translator video we did with them before RTC Cup? It's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Oh man, it was awesome. Um, I didn't see it. We had Vito. Mike would ask Vito a question. He would talk in Russian, and then Yanni would translate. And just like <laughs> completely like get it wrong, but it was hilarious. Like say Vito was gonna uh, destroy everyone that got in his way. Yeah, it was great. That is funny. Um, well, you know what else it got me thinking is that if they had a real RTC Cup and you had to only get guys who were trading, which is what I wanted, which right. what I was going off on in uh, December, November, whenever you guys did that. Um, so they would have. Their first, four, their first four are Vito, Yanni, Kyle, and Gabe Dean. Like, that's freaking savage. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly who they'd throw in there at 97 and, and I, heavyweight. Well, I think Scotty Boykin trains there. I think he's a legit yeah, member, so he'd be 97. Mm-hmm. And then heavy, I don't, yeah, I don't know about heavy. Figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, that first four, that first four is not going to lose a lot of matches. I mean, no. Vito is definitely a top five guy in America. Yanni's a top three guy in America. Kyle's a top two. There's only one other guy that I could see him losing to. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe at this point is probably a top five. So even against NLWC, I mean, they definitely have a chance at, at winning the match. You know, Yanni, that would be so fun. Actually, Yanni, Yanni Zane, Vito, Thomas. Um, Kyle's probably going to win at 74 against, I don't know if they put out Nolf or Chenzo. And then, you know, Gabe Dean had that crazy match with David. So man, that would be such a fun duel. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> be awesome. Um, anything else that, that stood out from America's cup day one? I don't know how much you got to watch. Um, mm. some of my favorite matches, uh, Nashawn Garrett, Pat Lugo was pretty awesome. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Clips for that. Lugo looked good. I watched um, 
Na- who is Nation's other match? I'm I'm blanking right now. Which pool is that? Is that A or um, B? He wrestled. Man, I'm blanking too right now. Oh jeez. Uh, and, and maybe it was. Um, maybe he it lost. was him against. Uh, I'm gonna search by weight. Maybe it was him oh, versus Lezak. Lezak. Yes, Lezak. That's who it was. <laughs> yep. Um, and I just remember, and I know he won the match, but I remember thinking, man, he looks kind of small for this. Like Lezak just looked significantly larger. Um, obviously didn't make that result in the outcome, but that was just like as soon as I turned it on and started watching, that was like my initial take on mm-hmm. the match. And so, you know, I think Nishan likely goes back down to 61, but he's just one of those guys who caught in the middle, 57 kills him, and 65 is probably just a little too big, which actually that was what I thought as a good transition. Mark Hall, I, I, so I didn't actually get to watch his full Nate Jackson match. Um, I watched him yesterday. Who you guys Brett Farr. Yep. Um, he definitely looks not huge for that weight class. Um, and he looks like, you know, he's maybe enjoying his diet a little bit, which, you know, I get, I can get down with that. I do that too. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think 79 is probably the eventual correct weight class for him is what it appears. I agree. I agree. After watching yeah. him, um, we, I, it's funny. I just got made look like a dummy all yesterday. I said McBride would probably be his toughest test. And he caught a trap Killed arm him. in like the first thirty seconds and ended it like that. And then Far, who I thought he would tech, it was like six to two. Um, yeah, and really it was those two. It was only a couple sequences really in that match. Um, but he looked. I thought it was really good because Far's been a guy who's he's been a, a top tier guy um, and not not easy to beat. Right? right, if you're not one of those top guys, you're probably not going to beat him. And Mark got it done. So you know, I, I think he's probably a top. 68 guy 86 but i think at 79 he's probably a top three guy that's what i would feel like yeah no i'm right there with you um jd anything to start for you mckee versus uh evan uh, henderson Hendo. was wild as you yeah. would expect <laughs> um mckee almost mckee almost pins him right away with the cradle Hendo uh, rolls through. Hendo fights out of it. They get and and then he gets another cradle locked up. He tries to roll across his back. Hendo catches him for the pin. Uh, classic Mitch McKee always going for broke. Gwiz looked really good yesterday. Um, anything else? Um, well, I guess I, I mean maybe not a huge revelation, but just something I didn't really think about. So Evan Henderson is. He's in Ithaca training right now. And mm-hmm. then Josh Saunders, to my knowledge, also is. So they have quite the quite the group of 65 kg guys. Um, that Saunders match, got that match early was fun, against, too. Yeah. Saunders got, got out to a big Henderson, lead early. Yeah, came came back super hard on him and kind of kind of gassed him out a little bit. He didn't really, mm-hmm. I mean, in that last, what, 30 seconds, Saunders was losing and just didn't really have much for him. Yeah, that was another great one. That was like the second match of the day. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Mock and Hayden Zummer. Yep. The rivalry is getting to be kind of cool. They've gone back and forth. I think Zummer's taken the last two now, though. Yeah, he has. He won an RTC Cup. Actually, Mike Mock came back at the end, but it was kind of handily before that. It was like 8-0, and then yeah. Mike got a two takedowns or a takedown and a turn to make it 8-4 yep. or something like that. So that is back in action, America's Cup, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, uh, with the quarterfinals. Um, so, so the bracket the is not up on the, on floor arena, Kyle, 
when you know it says no brackets available and i was actually nervous because it says there's american gold american silver and american bronze pool and i was nervous that you were just going to pair up the one versus one two versus two and three versus three and there's only no, one more it's match, like rtc cup where the ones get to buy to the semis two and threes from opposite sides wrestle got it so there'll be um three more matches for some guys and two more for some, you know the like people who have the buys will likely have yes. only two matches yes okay cool Good deal. yeah so yep yeah. and then the um the championship match would be at, at 8 p.m eastern tonight so even if you can't watch earlier in the day i'm time baby yeah catch the final uh tonight live at 8 p.m eastern um Okay, now to get to what I was going to get to before Ben wanted to talk about VY. Um, we, we we mentioned it, I think, both shows this week, but John Smith confirmed at his weekly uh, media availability, Dayton Fix is back, and he will wrestle this weekend at the Cowboy Challenge. Um, yeah, guns up. It's going to be – it should be pretty good. Cool. I know Missouri's not sending a full lineup. But they're sending some guys. I don't know if you have any insight into that, Ben. I do not. Um, I, I think it has to. It depends on their uh, immunity status, um, <laughs> is what I think. Okay. Uh, so people who have had uh, people who've had Corona have ninety day immunity. They do not have to be tested. So right. those guys and they, and they can't be contact traced. So those guys are good to go. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know who <laughs> I don't have the roster of immunity status for Missouri athletes. Okay, um, I think I think they're allowed to send eighteen or fifteen, and they're sending they're gonna, they are going to send a, a full number. Yeah, I um I confirmed with West Virginia they'll be sending their full lineup plus some. So Noah Adams and AJ Ferrari will be in the same bracket. Oh yeah, and and I believe Wyoming is going. So I believe Stephen Buchanan will also be in that bracket. Woo. That's a heater. Hopefully, well, hopefully Rocky Elam's got some immunity then. We could see I him hope in so there. too. That'd yeah. be, that would seriously be Wait, like. Did, did Rocky miss some matches like in early January? Maybe that was the why. First, he missed the first weekend of the year. He did. Maybe that was why. Let's, let's just hope. Um, JD, you want to tell people how it's going to work? Yeah, so it's eight-man brackets. Uh, winners advance on to the semifinals. Obviously, and then the winners of semifinals wrestle in the finals. Losers of semifinal wrestle for third and fourth. Third. So it's kind of like a repechage type thing. But if you lose your first round, you're done, no matter what. You're out. You only get you're one out, match. One and done. I don't know no, if they're going to do some extra exhibitions. That can't I would, be right. I would imagine if that happened, that they would try to get that person some extra matches. This is. Yeah, I mean, so why would they just do stuff? John Smith like at the beginning of the season? Yeah, that John Smith, he was just he wasn't thinking straight that day. I'll tell I'll tell him the easiest. John, listen, if you're listening to this program, here's how you do it. Real simple. Every, everyone gets three matches. These are actually the brackets I love for the kids' tournaments because they're very predictable. Uh and you, everyone gets three matches. You only move forward or back, right? So if you lose first round, you're fifth through eighth. And then if you lose again, you're wrestling for seventh and eighth. If you win, you're wrestling fifth and sixth. Everyone gets three matches. Everybody's happy. Boom. Boom. Done. Simple. Um I just want to read this quote that that John had about Dayton. It was pretty telling how much um, he thinks of him. But he said, quote, we got our leader back. I think you ask any coach, go do this without your leader. He is our leader. Dayton Fix leads this team, and he has since he's been here. And he was when he was sitting this year. Now we get to watch him again. 
So, um, hey, what did he mention? What weight class? I think he's absolutely going one thirty three. I don't. Oh, he is. Okay. I think he did not. He did not say that, but I, I think it's gonna be thirty three. Okay. We broke I it mean, down, and even though it's a short time span that he's back from, you know, February fourteenth when he steps on mm-hmm. the mat to March seventeenth or whatever, it's still like yeah. nine weigh-ins or something like that. Weren't we talk? I thought we were just talking about. Um, we were talking about Suriana, weren't we? We were talking about him yesterday, but we talked about the weigh-in thing for Dayton like last week. Was is um, Big Twelve? Is that a two-day weigh-in or a one-day? It's two days. So he would weigh in. They have a Cowboy Challenge, which is one. They have a duel next week against Oklahoma. That's two. Four after the two Big 12s. And then seven after the three NCAA weigh-ins. Jeez. That's a lot in a month span. It is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Okay. Dang it all. I mean, I just want to see Spencer have one good match. I know. Um, and And honestly, that could be... Right, if he went and killed, uh, which it's possible with him, um, Dayton or Soriano or Vito, uh, or even Pat Glory, I think Pat Glory would probably be the number two right now with that weight class. Um, that would just kind of cement cement some status for his his level this year. Yeah, if Glory, if Ivy League was in it, it'd be like Glory then Vito, one, two, and three. I think. Well, I think, I think that I think that's flipping now. It might, it might, but the last time they wrestled folk style, I'm pretty sure Glory beat him at EIWAs. I was actually getting mad about you guys and your freestyle rankings gimmick last night. I was thinking about it and I was getting annoyed with you. And I'm not, CP, I'm not doing this. But I don't want, I don't want to bring this up now because CP's not here, and so he, he, you know, he won't be able to defend himself or make an argument. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it, and then you know, if it, if it comes up organically, I'll bring it up. But I was, uh, I was getting pretty fired up. Okay, yeah, that's that's bait, and I'm not, I'm not taking it. Um, <laughs> we want to have a good show today. We don't want to yell at each other. Uh, another note about yeah. that. From what I could tell, only the finals are being streamed. Uh, they're on ESPN Plus, but like an ESPN Plus uh, schedule, it just says. I know that starts at uh, noon Central Time, but then it just it said starting at four and then finals next to it. So I don't know if the first few rounds are going to be streamed, but finals will be on ESPN Plus. Got it. So if, uh, you know, Ferrari and Adams or whoever do wrestle in the semifinals, we might not even be able to see it. Fantastic. Love it. Ever? <laughs> like it's not even going to be uh, archived somewhere online I don't or know. nothing? I don't know, Ben. I mean, if ESPN Plus isn't streaming it, they're not going to archive it anywhere. It would have to be up to one of the teams oh. to put it out. What are they thinking? They don't care. They don't care. It's sad, isn't it? I mean, they they did this they did this deal with the Big Twelve to get their football and basketball games, and then they were like, "We'll just take everything else, put it on with ESPN Plus," because they're trying to build their streaming library. But at the end of the day, yeah. they don't care. Um, yeah. that's what it comes down to, and that's why there's no promotion of these duels either. But yes. I digress. Um, <laughs> let's get into duels that are going to happen this weekend. And yes. uh, we assume you will be able to watch them and uh, watch <laughs> archives of them as well. Uh, we'll start with, in, in football, they call this the game, Ohio State and Michigan. Um, yeah, I don't think these two schools like each other very much. Huh? They do not. Um, 
yeah, I don't. Michigan, they don't give a damn for the or no, that's Ohio. They don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. Yeah, that's school up north. <laughs> that's school up north, and then Michigan thinks it's like a really in, like they're really insulting Ohio State when they call them Ohio. They just call them Ohio, and it's like, well, there's really, really a school named Ohio instead of the Ohio State University. Right? Yeah. So they think they're like insulting them, but yeah, mm. it's really dumb. Anyways, so sick rivalry and. Couple ranked matchups that should be pretty good too. Yeah, there's a number of them. Um, and 125 is one of the most interesting ones to me because Heinzelman has been outstanding this year. Um, he nearly climbed into the top ten. He lost to Devin Schroeder <clears throat> 1-0, and then Ragason has been great in the three matches we've seen him. So he's got a chance to move up. Uh, 174. I think, think Ragason here, man. I, I mean, I've been really impressed. Heinzelman's got a lot better this year, but. We haven't seen enough Ragason folk style, I feel like, yet. Uh, this will be, like, his biggest test so far. So I feel like, I mean, what it'll definitely be his biggest test so far. I feel like he's just going to be bigger and bigger and stronger. Yeah. Just, I don't know. That, you know, Malik, obviously, we know he's a little bit small for the weight class, and I think we're going to see that from Ragason. He's kind of going to bully him a little bit. Okay. Um, Who are you taking? I lean Ragason too. I think okay. I go Heinzelman. Okay. Jay, he's right. looked he's looked good this year. He's a different wrestler than he was last year. Okay. Yeah, he he, he clearly is, yeah. Uh Sammy Sasso, Kanan Story. You, you feel like Sasso is the heavy favorite there. Yeah. Um did they wrestle last I'm I'm looking up right now. I'm trying to go fast. Did they wrestle okay. last year? You're good. We got time. Um Sasso looked really good against Murin. Uh you know, Murin did kind of did his part by shooting head inside singles multiple times to make him look really good. <laughs> um, so store he Sasso beat Store three zero at the Big Tens last year, and oh my goodness, I forgot about this was this was Sasso's coming out party. Yeah, remember he tech balled he him at him. the yeah. Michigan State Open. I forgot <clears throat> that. I do wow. now. That's that's when we thought Sammy was just going to be this offensive dynamo and just destroy everyone. And while he was really good, he just. I don't know. He didn't have the same offense as that opening week and the rest of the year. Yeah, that was wild. Because yeah, I mean, Sammy had prolific defense all kind of always, and was yep. a good mat wrestler always. Um, and but Kane Store's been uh, out top what 12, 15 guy kind yep. of his entire career. Yep. And so when he came out that first weekend and just killed him, it was like, oh my god! Like, dude, yeah. we, got, we got a Hodge Trophy contender here. Yeah. And then we really not never saw him return. To the form where he was scoring that those kind of points on high level guys. Yep, you're totally right. Um, yeah, and then 65, uh, Ethan Smith, who's been great this year. Cam, I mean, we just we haven't got to see him a lot, you know. Um, no one that's another one, kind right? of like 25, um, where we just haven't seen like we haven't seen Ragson as much, or we've seen him more in freestyle, but Cam, I mean, we haven't seen that much in Fear of Folk yet. Um, at this level, so it'll be fun to see exactly where he stacks up against a guy like Smith. Did Camamine wrestle at the U? Either I don't know if he's U twenty or U twenty three. Did he wrestle at either one of those? I don't really recall. I don't either. I'm gonna look. I don't right believe now. so. I don't think. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like we would have recognized Hattie, or or obviously or the U.S. Open. Um, I actually kind of feel like he did maybe wrestle at the U.S. Open in October, um, but I'm not. I'm not really sure on that. And I think Ethan Smith's been really good, and I would definitely lean Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith's been very consistent in 
beating everyone except the very top wrestlers. Um, you know, he hasn't really broken into that upper echelon, but pretty much everyone else he's been really solid against. Um, so I'm going to go Ethan Smith. Yeah, he did wrestle um, in October, Ben. I'm, I'm going to get the results here. Okay. I do yeah, not I, I believe. I like I remembered him. I do not believe he placed, but uh, we're about to find out. I don't. I feel like he wrestled Evan Wick. I'm, I don't remember. He did. Yes, exactly. He did. Okay. Yeah. One second here. Uh-oh. Come on. Get those results, Brecky. I know. I know. Um. So he beat Grant Henderson. He beat Josh Kim. Then... Loses to Evan Wick 8-5 and then lost to uh, Jacob Wright 4-0. Who's Jacob Wright? Is Fre- was that a Fresno kid? He's not Wyoming. He transferred to Wyoming, yeah. But he's a top um, top 15 guy at 157 right now. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ethan Smith. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Massa Romero. This is a good one. Yes, uh, I'm excited for this because we just saw. I was just talking about um, how good Caleb Romero looked last week against Michael Kemmer. Um, I, if you if you gave me a bet, uh, Kyle, if, is there a match this year that um, Michael Kemmer doesn't get a takedown? I probably would have bet no on right. that. Uh, I mean, depending on the odds, obviously, right? But I mean, Michael Kemmer is really aggressive. He's kind of a dynamo. He's not a sit around, see what happens kind of guy. And and Romero shut him down. And even with Romero being hurt kind of in the last minute ish. So I guess my question would be, is, is Romero um, healthy, all the way healthy um, mm-hmm. from the, and sometimes, sometimes the ankles just take a couple days, right? You ding them and then the, the, you're fine in a couple days. And the other thing about this matchup is, you know, Massa is primarily just a, kind of a straightforward attacker. And after what I saw against Michael Kemmer, I don't think he can kind of score that way against Caleb Romero. So I think it's going to be a really like a 3-2 type match. I would lean towards Massa, but it's going to be super competitive. Yeah, I'm right there with you. JD? Yeah, this this match I think will come down to like one position, one shot, and whoever wins that position the you know second or third or yes. whatever will take the match yes yep a very close one uh and then no matter what way miles mean goes he'll have a ranked matchup at 84 will be rocket jordan 97 will be gavin hoffman but he is a big big favorite in both of those matches yeah and then, I, I yeah i don't see those being all that competitive miles means i feel like way better than both those guys agreed and then at, at heavyweight mason paris um even though it's top 16 showdown is a massive favorite against Orndorf as well. I feel like Orndorf had, I don't want, uh, I should go look at the record to confirm this, uh, but I feel like he's uh, kind of made a regression this year a little bit. Um, Paris, obviously, we saw him at the Club Cup, and dude, he was so impressive. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if this one ends in a fall, which I don't know that that's going on on a limb. So I don't know that you guys would be that shocked with that either. No, especially not after Cassiope pinned Orndorff uh, last week. Well, okay, so so Orndorff's lost to Cassiope, Hilger, Luffman, who are all high-level guys, so I guess maybe uh, regression would be a little uh, – maybe that's a little too too far. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's regression as much as maybe just hitting a tougher schedule. Much tougher. On, 
Yeah. Yeah, on a more weekly basis. He hit some obviously ranked dudes in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is pretty solid at heavyweight last year, but it's not the week in, week out as it is in the Big Ten this year with the only Big Ten yeah. schedule. Um, so last year during the season, he really only lost to Hilger and uh, Hilger and Hall, Tanner Hall. But then mm-hmm. he did lose to at the Big Twelves. He lost to Brian Andrews in overtime, and then Josh Hokett in overtime also. So yeah, I, I guess I, I, I will take back my regression statement and say he's kind of where he was last year. Brian Andrews did go on to win Big Twelves um, that yes. year, which is crazy, but. Uh, and then a, f- a few good matches in the Pitt Virginia Tech duel, which is also Friday night. Uh, we didn't get to talk about this guy when we were talking about Virginia Tech NC State, but holy cow, Corbin Myers looks amazing this year. Um, he missed last season due to a neck injury, and he looks better than he's ever looked before in his career. And he's beaten Mickey Phillippe before. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Um, what is I so right? This is where I don't know the what's Corbin Myers. Was he a really high level high school recruiter? He's someone who's just gotten better every single year. No, he was he was very good. He he started at Edinburgh and then he was okay. part of the group that um when Flynn left to go to West Virginia, like Gear left and um why didn't he go to West Virginia with Timmy Flynn? I don't know. I don't know. None of, maybe maybe uh Flynn didn't want. Edinburgh to feel like he was just stealing all the guys, even though they all left anyways. But uh, Corbin Myers yeah. in uh, his four years in Pennsylvania was second, third, first, and second. That's really freaking good. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Hey, he killed Louis Hayes and Jay. I just pulled up his record. He killed Louis Hayes and, and uh, Jamie Hernandez. Well, and Trombley. I mean, I'm telling you, he's killing everybody. Them, he's good. That's a, that's really impressive. I mean, those are three really solid guys. I know. He's Damn. really good on top. He's looked amazing on his feet. Really clean attacks. This guy looks like he's on another level. Last year, maybe uh, missing the season. As disappointing as it probably was for him, it might have refreshed him. He's a three-time national qualifier. And like I said, he's beaten Philippi before. Be a, be a professional, dude. Make um, a wait. <laughs> make a wait. And this man's going to get seven years of college if he goes back next year. Yeah, I don't, Lots I don't of know people if he'll go come to college back for seven year. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're called doctors. Um, I'm interested uh, yeah. in Cole Matthews, uh, Sammy Hillegas. Uh Hillegas, he doesn't really have that like marquee win, but he's been right there with his only losses on the year are uh, 8-3 to Brian Courtney, who has shot up the rankings. He lost 12-6 to Sherman and 5-1 to Tariq Wilson, so only losing the top 15 Guys, he was a guy I watched him at PIAA's last year when I went and was really impressed. Yeah, and then, yeah, uh, hey, I feel like did these guys wrestle in high school? I don't know why I'm, I'm having like a flashback right now of maybe watching like a Powerade match or something, or am I, am I just dreaming right now? I'm gonna look right now, they could have. Um, this yeah, is I feel an, like they wrestled in the finals of something big, nothing on uh, our site. Um, okay, but that doesn't mean maybe they hit at PIAA's before. We streamed it. Yeah, I mean, there's one. There's there's so many big Pennsylvania tournaments. You know, between the Powerade and then there's that like Escape the Rock tournament. Yeah. Obviously, you know, BCs. I know it's not Pennsylvania, but there's a lot of Pennsylvania schools there. And then the Ironman also. Yep, yep. Um, and then the the other one that that should be good is is Jake Winslow, Mikhail Lewis. Winslow's worked himself into a top six guy, um, and uh, Mikhail obviously number one guy in the country. Uh, then Arizona State, you and I, Iowa State. 
are going to have a try. Northern Colorado was supposed to be involved in that, but they have COVID issues again. They've really been uh, hit, hit hard with that this year. Um, but we still get some good ones in the Arizona State U and I duel. Courtney versus Teske. Uh, Isley versus Schultz. That's a, that's a big one. We talked about that one the other day as far as seeding goes. Um, going into NCAAs, that, that's a huge one. This this is a massive weekend for both Teske and Courtney. Um, because of Courtney, Courtney will also see uh, Kyson Terakina of Iowa State, who's been really solid at 125. He he, mm-hmm. he beat out Mackle, and then has pushed some pushed some guys like Mastro. Um, yeah. So he'll Courtney will have Teske and Terakina, and then he he should honestly cruise in the Pac-12 uh, championship. So he could finish undefeated with wins there, and if Teske. Yeah can pick up wins there. He's the top seed of the Big 12 tournament and then is the favorite to go undefeated there. So, Sidebar. Yeah, I, was, I was really impressed with uh, Teske. Matthews and Hillegas wrestled at uh, UWWs in November and Matthews won by Tech. Mm. Good memory, Ben. It's freestyle. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's right. Freestyle. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not towards the rankings. Don't even get me started. I mean, if it was a leg lace, I could throw it out. But, it, you know, we took the man down six times. I'm not throwing it out. Well, okay. You can use that. You can <laughs> use that to base your prediction off of it. No one's going to no one's gonna fault you for that. I'm just saying when we do the rankings, we're looking at folk style results. It was I'm, four I'm, point I'm and waiting. gut wrenches. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a pile to be back. All right. So he gut wrenched <laughs> him a bunch. Um, yeah. Don't count it. Colton Schultz, uh, he beat the Big 12 champ, Brian Andrews, who we talked about uh, a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And now he'll have a chance to move into the top five because he has both Gannon Grimmel and Carter Isley this weekend. Ooh, let's go, Colton Schultz. Let's see what you're made of, big boy. <laughs> We've been waiting for that. We've been waiting for this for a long time. I mean, we, right? This is the number yeah. one guy coming out of high school. Um, and obviously, Greco, he's all everything uh mm-hmm. you know he competing on the senior level but we haven't seen him compete on the senior level in freestyle and we haven't seen him against any really big names in folk style so uh you know i hope he raises the rough this weekend <laughs> uh what what i've seen from him uh he wrestled in that wyoming try with utah valley kind of extra match thing a few weeks ago is guys struggled to stay in the center mat with him, which is probably expected, you know, with his Greco background and being able to control ties and everything. And then he forced Andrews into a bad shot and he capitalized off of it. Um, so we'll see if yeah. he's able to do that against Isley and Grimmel. A fun one in the Arizona State-Iowa State duel, David Carr to Corey Teamer. That should be a lot of fun. Carr looked yes. amazing last week. What weekend. was that match like? like I'm, I'm, I remember like being excited for that match last year, and now I can't remember what the result was of that. I can't either. I, I know, in, I believe um, in freestyle. I, mean, I know Carr won. I believe in freestyle. They've split before. Um, uh, let me see. I know, I know they wrestled last year because I remember being excited for it. Uh, Carr won. Carr won four to. I knew Carr won, but he won four to one. Okay. So, and Teamer missed last weekend, right? Because that was a forfeit for them. Uh, do we know injury, illness, uh, Corona, quarantine? Do we have any idea? I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna probably guess it was Corona because they they had to pause things a few weeks ago. 
And uh, Trey Munoz missed as well for them. So, but another week down, maybe another week healthy. So, yeah. Um, okay. Your man yeah. Parker Kekeisen. Um, we'll get another chance to get another really quality win against Sammy Colbray. Has Colbert been the starter at 84 all season for them? He just wrestled last yeah. weekend for the first time. Because they had, uh, he was up at 97, correct? No, he he just wasn't in the lineup. Um, they were wrestling. It was like him and Deegan that were sitting out right. in the first half. They both wrestled for the, their first matches last weekend. Got it. But that's, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Colbert has been he's, been, he's been in a lot of weight classes for, for one. Yes, he has. But he's also kind of had, uh, uh a lot of different results you know i mean i'm pretty sure really he has wrestled win. 174 through heavyweight correct heavyweight correct. yes yes oh my gosh mm-hmm. this poor guy <laughs> um seriously okay doing the lj Helbig. yes he yes that's right i'm i'm a dummy and forgot to put uh all our questions that we got from our friends in oh the chat. my goodness! Uh, so Jeez, JD, why don't you tell? You're getting ready to go. While I do that, you're getting ready to go to Captain's Cup. Why don't, okay. why don't you tell the people what they, maybe the updates and some of the rosters, and then what they need to be excited for about this weekend? Yeah, uh, it's basically the same thing as America's Cup, but for the women, six teams. Um, you know. Olympic weights. Uh, unfortunately, there has been a lot of changes to the teams, and most of them not in a great way. WCAP just had to pull out their handful of women that were supposed to compete uh, yesterday because right. I think they had an outbreak. Desiree Zavala also, she was an injury. Kayla Miracle um, pulled out, and there were a couple more as well due to COVID protocol or injury. But uh, they're still still not bad. Still a lot of talented women. Here are the teams. Um, team Mensa Stock, Amy Fernside, Cheyenne Sissenstein, Abinette, XMP, Tamira, Diamond Guilford, Team Winchester, Alyssa Lampy, Jakar Winchester, Grace Figaro, Macy Kilty, Alexa Glade, Geneva Gray. That team is really good. Yep. Hildebrandt, um, Sarah, Alex Hedrick, Lauren Louise, Jennifer Page, Kayla Morano, Precious Bell, Team Miracle, Aaron Golston, Rana Heaton, Coral Sigoyoma, sorry if I mispronounce your name, Coral, <laughs> Julia Salada, and Ashlyn Ortega and Hannah Gladden, Team Francis, Emily Shilson, Felicity Taylor, Lauren Mason, Emma Bruntel, Skylar Grove, Victoria Francis, and Team Burkett, Aliyah Gould, Catherine Shai, Brenda Reyna, Mallory Velti, Olivia Fiske, and Tristan Kelly. So it should be pretty fun. Looking forward to it. Nice. Who else is going out there with you? Uh, Spay and Bader. Nice. Racing the cold. They get to go to the negative degree weather that yeah. you guys are enjoying, Ben. Love it up here. It's so cold. All right. We're ready. We're going to get to questions from friends now. And then after that, so you guys don't cry that we're interrupting your wrestling talk, we're going to talk free Britney. Um, <laughs> I, I had a birthday party last night. My daughter turned eight, so I did not watch free Britney. How was the birthday party? I watched party? the first half, but yes, like you, Ben, I did not finish. 
but still free Britney. Good. Well, so uh, one other family came over, uh, and they have three girls. So there's a lot of girls and Ozzy man just running around trying to fight them for whatever reason. <laughs> All right. Um, this is just a funny comment from uh, Terry H. He said, I felt you should know that I got a very weird weird look from my wife when I told her I knew all about the free Britney movie even weirder when I told her it's because <laughs> of alien hour on a wrestling podcast uh. um, Adam uh, Rush it seems like Tony Nelson and Don Bradley are pretty cool with each other have you ever seen anyone not get along <laughs> with Tom Bradley Tyler you gotta play it people are people want it <laughs> they want it that was so incredibly oh. fast oh. <laughs> That's probably the <laughs> longest stretch we've gone without. Oh, straight on double. Come on. <laughs> it is. Right. There, were, there were a few people, Ben, that literally just said no question. Just play the clip. I feel like we haven't watched it in like three weeks, which, you know, I feel like at one point we were playing it like every other show. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, can we get the I one with Spay in the audio real quick? It makes me really happy. <laughs> I just need to hear that train wreck. Straight on double. Come on. Man. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I feel like, you know what? I, I almost feel like we pick on those guys a lot. They, they, they probably enjoy it. They probably think it's funny. But there's got to be some other funny wrestling clips that are something well, like that. It, we should get the, a library of them. Yes, we should. The Anthony Valencia Hayden Hydley match. Hydley was throwing him everywhere. So that one's kind of very similar. He threw him off the mat multiple times. And then Hayden afterwards was like, yeah, I'm going to apologize for absolutely nothing because you don't know how they're going to call continuation. So I'm yeah. going to try to get my he's points. Right. Yeah, here's, here's, here's Hayden uh, just abusing him one time. <laughs> he just threw him and let him go. Then Frank's like, stay down, stay down. <laughs> and then this one... This he was actually, the worst call ever because he got a penalty. It's like yeah. if he was on the other side of the mat, that's four points every single time. 100% of the time, that's four points. What he did was actually probably safer than running him into the boards, which he could have easily done right there. He just said, okay, I will, I will put you on the ground. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, back to questions. Notorious, uh, he wants to know what program has surprised us the most this year, either in a good way or a bad way. Oh, man, I need to get the rankings up for this. Um, um, I would Illinois say surprise. I mean, one of them surprised us this year. Not that I Who'd thought they were going to be, but I feel like he said Illinois. They've looked really mm, solid yeah. so far. Oh, yeah, they've had guys take jumps. You know, uh, Luffman yep. has been good. The Bronicles were always really solid. Uh, Cardani's right there. He, he's mm -hmm. gotten better. Dylan Duncan. Oh, Lucas I Bird. Would say, Lucas Bird has been good. Yeah. I'm going to say three teams. I'm going to say uh, NC State, which they surprised us a lot. Missouri, which I kind of felt was coming, but I think they were surprising a lot of people. with. Uh, and they're still not that high in the, in the team ranking, uh, team get individual there. rankings, because they have a lot of guys who are a little lower, but potential move up. Yep. Agreed. And the other one who I did not, you're probably going to say, duh, to me. I didn't realize Virginia Tech was going to be so good. They're, they're significantly better than, than what I expected. I, I actually thought Virginia Tech could be even better because I thought they were going to get more out of Connor Brady than they have at 57. Mm. 
Um, I mean, but you gotta say, so you guys have number three in the dual rankings, but individual, I think they gotta be relatively high because between Latona, um, Lewis is really high, Corbin Myers is, is high. I mean, they, they have a really solid team. Yes, yes, they do. Um, team tournament, they're seventh. Seven. Seventh? <clears throat> I feel like that's kind of low. Are you not counting Andrew Smith's points? Andy Smith. <laughs> Andy Smith. Uh, Hunter Bowl. Over Hunter Bowling? How are they higher than seventh? Well, so you look at um, 41, they're 25th right now. 49, Andonian's like 14 or something like that. He just hasn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that win that can push him up like way high yet. Yeah. But we all feel like he's mm-hmm. a guy that's going to be around to 12, right? I do, at least. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, um, for sure. 57, Connor Brady's not ranked. 65, Makai's number one. 74, um, they're not they're not ranked at 74. Bolin's number two. 97's not ranked. And John Boris is like 18. So they have a few of those really high guys and yeah. guys like Andonian that we think can climb higher. Um, but I, I did think Connor Brady was going to be a little bit better, but he's, lo- he's looked better these past few weeks. He kept Hayden to a decision, which was huge, and uh, was in on a few shots of his own. He looks like he he's figuring things out. Um, I uh, Missouri would be a surprise for me. I I wasn't. I mean, obviously I knew they were pretty good, but the just the, how good the freshmen have been and Allen Hart taking a big jump. Uh, mm, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I remember the week of senior nationals. We were like, why the hell is Rocky Elam seated like top five? And then he goes out and beats all these senior level dudes, and he's been. Just as advertised in college wrestling as well. Obviously, Keegan's been fantastic. Um, yeah. Connor Brown's been good. Up. He's all the way up at number 11. Yeah, Mako continues to get better. So, yeah. And then whoever they go with at 84 between Kent and Hawks has been they both top. Been good. Yes. So, that's definitely a surprise. Um, as far as on the other end, we I think we called those teams that make us sad. <laughs> Uh, Penn State. Penn State makes you sad. Yeah, just because like no Kirk Fleet, we still don't really haven't don't know at twenty five. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, I'm I'm sad about Northwestern because I feel like I don't know where Ryan Deacon. Well, is. they're not that sad if Deacon comes back. Uh, I mean, they get a healthy roster. They could be solid with Deacon Davison. Um, I know. Michael I guess Cannon. I just, I guess I just say sad because it feels like we I mean, never Chris get Cannon. to see their full roster. Sure. Yeah. And if you did this a year ago, they'd have left. a sea bass on it too. They would. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be a great first four. They would have gone: D'Agostino, Cannon, Sea Bass, Yaya Thomas, Ryan Deacon. Holy cow! That would have been solid. Yeah, that'd have been really good. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I would need to look at teams that aren't in the rankings, honestly, for teams that make me sad. And I don't want to be, don't want to be too mean. Okay, moving on. Uh, Avery Lynch just wanted to see the Don Bradley clip. <laughs> so you had multiple requests for that. Yes, no, we really did. Uh, Shane Sparks is trying to get me to rant about the Packers drafting a quarterback in the first round again. I already did that on draft night. People hate on that so much. I, I don't watch football, but uh, man, it was a, a god awful decision. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't know. 
He, I mean, I've heard so many people bitch about it, and I'm just like, most <laughs> of the time, okay, this is what I feel like. There's the amount of casual wrestling fans is so much smaller than other sports. So, right. And there's still a lot of wrestling people that have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yes. You know? So then if I extrapolate and I say, well, most wrestling fans aren't casuals, and a decent portion of them still have no idea what the hell they're talking about, there's got to be this gigantic portion of football fans who are just completely clueless. So I can't take their word for anything. You're absolutely correct. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> but they, I mean, I, I ran about it on draft night. I don't, Shane's just trying to get me going. Cause the other night when, when they were all down here and we were at dinner, uh, he was like, you're a Packers fan. Right? I was like, yeah. And he told me, I didn't know this. He hosted, he used to host a radio show in green Bay. Yeah. In like huh? his in like his twenties, and all he did was pretty much talk about the Packers, and so I mean, for a good like forty minutes, we just yelled about all the stupid things the Packers have done and all the heartbreak and everything. It was pretty. I good. called so, in here. Funny, funny story. I called in and pranked Shane Sparks. This is like two thousand six or five. I did a camp at Kakana High School. Uh, it was me, Cole Conrad, and my brother. And uh, we called in and we, you know, this is back when not everything was, um, you couldn't see who was calling, you know, right. and everything. Yeah. We called in and we called, we prank called Shane Sparks on his radio show. What'd you guys say? Is your refrigerator running or something like that? Uh, I want to say, no, I want to say this is so long ago. I feel like he's an Atlanta Braves fan or something like that. It was some type he, of yeah, baseball stuff. Yeah. Okay. We were just messing with him about baseball. You know, someone gave us a, a list of, things to mess with them on baseball stuff. And we just called and harassed him about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So Shane is, is trying to get me riled up. You guys don't need to hear that again, but it was an unbelievably stupid decision. Um. <laughs> hey, but Frankie, are you, you and JD prior aren't even old enough to remember when you could actually prank call people. I remember oh, no, you wonder who I prank call people with all the time. This is a blast mess. Bart Horton. Um, he was my <laughs> assistant coach at Mizzou. No, 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 no. We would prank call people again. We would prank call people together. And there was this uh, website. I don't even remember. This is such e bombs. A, oh, such a blessing. It was e bombs. And you could make people say things and it would be in the voice of someone else. Yeah. And, there were, there were the soundboards we, on e bombs world. Yes. We used to do this all the time, Ben. We would prank call Bobby Douglas like every other week because Bobby coached Bart. And, and it was like the greatest thing ever. But hello? Oh, damn it. It's that damn prank call again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was like oh, the greatest prank thing ever. On Bobby Douglas. Well, it, I wasn't. It was Coach Horton uh, that was doing it. But yeah, I mean, like, I would go up to his office early for practice. I mean, we'd probably do this every other week or mi minimum one time a month, you know, <laughs> and we would just dial people. And there was no there was no caller ID back then, so you could just prank call anyone. It was like the greatest thing ever. That's great. Oh, man, oh, that's so much hilarious. fun. Yeah, oh. we used to do the. Poor Bobby. Um, we used to use the Rocky. <laughs> so, the Rocky oh, soundboard. Bobby, if you're listening, someone someone tell Bobby Douglas that that Bart that was Bart Horton prank calling him all those times. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, still hiding. I'll tell man. I'll tell Ceylon to let Bobby know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the carpet struggle is real. Wants to know if there's anyone more hated in America right now than Jamie Spears. I, I don't think so. I don't think there is. Oh, is that is that Britney's dad? Yeah, that's Britney's dad. It, this this documentary, it's kind of like uh, Tiger King when everyone hated Carol Baskin. Uh, Carol Baskin's in. very hateable. 
Yeah, she's very hateable. It's not in this doc. Uh, Jamie doesn't come off as hateable as Carol, just because he's not featured as much in it. But you know that he's the one pulling the strings. So that's why people people hate. Him. I can't stop laughing about the prank calls. I haven't thought about that in a decade or so. <laughs> Oh god damn it's that prank call again. <laughs> <laughs> um wait, speaking oh of god. Shane Sparks, we had another people ask if uh he would become an FRL uh regular and I I'm sure I'm sure whenever they're in town or any other time, maybe when we want to talk about these big ten duels that he's calling, he can come on now. Um Rem Megger wants to know who would win more weights at NCAAs. Ben or Christian's homie Joey Silva? Oh well, I, I would. That would have been more fun if you put someone reasonable up there. But Joey Silva, we don't even know if he's qualifying at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just. It was just funny. I wanted to see your reaction with the Joey Silva. Um, oh my! We don't even know where he is. We need it. We need someone. We need a Joey Silva search party. Yeah, yeah. Let's put. We used to put out. Uh, ben, I don't know if you remember this. Like way back in the day, we used to put out APBs for wrestlers that weren't wrestling. Um, mm, yes, I remember that. So let's put an APB out for Joey Silva. And also, APB, I'm going to go ahead and pull one out us. for Ryan Deacon as well. Because we were told two weeks ago he was going to be back in the lineup. Um, Still no. Yeah, at least he's in school. He's enrolled. We know We know that much. We know that. Um, um, it could be a contact trace. I guess it could be a positive test too. Um, hopefully, hopefully everything's all good there. Kyle, the, I'm still thinking about the, the prank call. Do you remember? You probably don't remember this. You dialed if you didn't. No, I well, I was I was thinking like at that time you kind of loosely had caller ID. Um, it wasn't like it is today, obviously. But remember, you guys remember you could do a star six seven. That right. was how you let people not know who it was. Yeah. So you did star six seven, and it, you know we were using his office phone. It was so fun. <laughs> Oh, a lot, a lot of people in the in the Facebook chat are loving it. The, the trip down memory lane, as they said, uh, if you didn't prank call people with your buddies when you had sleepovers, you didn't you didn't grow up right. You want to know the best prank I ever did? Now I'm coming clean. So, some I don't know who this is gonna be, but someone's gonna be really mad at me, Kyle. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of tsunamiing someone? Is that when you lean the bucket of water up against a door? The trash yes. can, trash can of water. Yeah. So Iowa, my senior year of national duels, Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes were staying in the same hotel with us, um, up in <laughs> Cedar Falls. I tsunamied some. You know, we kind of knew roughly, like we saw them going in a whole bunch of rooms. I tsunamied someone, and I just heard them cussing, and that was it. I I have no idea whose room it was. This is two thousand January of two thousand seven. I definitely tsunamied. Someone on the Iowa Hawkeye team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're now going to put out an APB for whoever been tsunamied. <laughs> Please let us know if it was you and how pissed you were and how many things it ruined. Um, Tsunami. <laughs> that, such a great, that was so fun. That became a thing my freshman year in college in the dorms. And then we all finally had to be like, guys, we have to stop. Like, cause it was like ruining like <laughs> so much of water. electronics. Yes. We're like, we have to stop. <laughs> Let's do other things to each other. Um, Only one time in my whole life did I actually do it with like a full-size garbage can, you know, like a 55-gallon yeah. one. Usually it was just like, the, you know, the smaller like, you know what I'm saying, rinky-dink one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Wrestling fun. Fan 62, um, Free Britney, Tiger Woods, or Tiger King, which is the best? 
Uh, so those are three documentaries. Um, I mean, Tiger King, it was just like once in generational stuff. Yeah, I think I got to go with that one. Tiger Woods, probably two. Cause it was a better documentary than Free Britney and then Free Britney 3, but Free Britney is just more like educating people, getting the getting the word out. But. So uh, I I love Tiger King. I want to watch Tiger Woods, and I just feel obliged to watch the Britney one because you're you're pushing me to, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> it's good. I it's good. I, I mean, it's not it's not gonna win any awards or anything. I don't think, but it it's good. Um, he also asked, "Will Flo be able to hold an eight man tournament with the best high school teams? We used to with who's number one." Um, and who's number one duels? Right, that's what I was yeah. saying. Who's number one duels? I don't think we will be this year just because a lot of states and schools have travel restrictions with, with COVID. Ben, did you see this? Uh, I saw it yesterday. Notre Dame in Pennsylvania, their 106-pounder could go into districts being the number one seed, but he hasn't wrestled the varsity match yet. He's, he's very That's good. Um, I'm blanking on. Well, it's his better name they do right that now. than Aiden have him Smith. like somewhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's way better they would do that than say like they have him at like the sixth seed, and then he's really good, and he beats the number three seed or something, and knocks the number three seed out for no good reason. Yeah, something and to that. He's effect. very good. I think he won a PJW uh, title last year, but their Notre Dame schedule has kind of been hit with COVID and whatnot. And some of the teams they have wrestled haven't had six-pounders, so he's gotten a couple forfeits. And then the one match I think he could have wrestled, it was a girl in Notre Dame. Can't wrestle girls um, still in the regular season. I roll. Yeah, it's very dumb. Uh, in the regular season? So if it's in the postseason, they can do it? Yes. Oh, that's an extra eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> In the postseason, the wrestler that, that gets their choice. It's shenanigans. Shenanigans. That is, that's absurd. I mean, if you're going to make a hard and fast, stupid rule, make it a hard and fast, stupid rule. Don't just, don't just admit that it's so stupid that you won't follow it during the postseason because of the effect it has on you. Like, if you're going to do something that stupid, like, say, like, this is what we're going to do, whether it's dumb or not, giving people an option in the postseason, that, that just, like, amplifies the ridiculousness of it yeah I, I agree but uh Damn. so he has zero varsity matches yet but he everyone knows he's pretty good so he'll probably be the number one seed okay back to questions weathersfield wrestling they want to know ben who are you sparring with are you sparring with anyone what's how's the training going yeah uh, training's going really, really well. Actually, it's be- better than I thought it was going to go. Um, so I'm working with guys at Rufus. I, I, one of my old teammates, I'm kind of, uh, he's coming in kind of full time with me every single day. Uh, and then I'm also setting up some trips to, uh, go a few, uh, I don't know if you call them fun, um, but very high level places. So I could probably pick up a few things from there. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going better than I thought it was. It's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, da, 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 this is a good question. Johnny Roast Beef. Watching Kyson Tarakina this year got me wondering, who are the all-time best NCAA wrestlers from Hawaii? The only others I could think of were the Terrell brothers. Ben, do you know of any? That, yeah, this offended me. Okay. How did they forget about the man, Travis Lee? 
Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. I mean, he was the original Hawaiian legend. Uh, he went to Cornell, killed yeah. it. He was a part of the really famous uh, 119-pound bracket in 2000 and what, 2001 because they were one year older than me. That was, you know, that was Dubuque, uh, Sean Bunch, um, Travis Lee, Nick Simmons, like this, this, this is really insane bracket. I'm sure I'm forgetting a handful of really good guys. Um, but yeah, Travis, Tra I believe Travis Lee is the, the goat of Hawaii. There's kind of a weird connection now between Hawaii and Iowa state. I don't know exactly what it is or how it got started. I've asked a couple people, but I don't know if anybody in the chat has a scoop on that on exactly where well, it got it was, started. Uh, I believe Grant it was, Nakamura um, is like the farthest I can Grant, go back. Grant Nakamura. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he the first Hawaiian to wrestle I, I for he was State? The first Hawaiian. Yeah, and then there, there's uh, now I'm I'm not I'm not remembering the rest, but yes, I believe Grant Nakamura was uh, the first one. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was solid. He was like uh, I mean, he wasn't Travis Lee or nothing, but he was like no. a top 10, 12 guy. Mm-hmm. A boom. Yeah, someone said yeah. Nakamura in the chat. Ross Patton said Nakamura. No, uh, Tra Neil Travis Saunders Lee, legend. He was so good. Yes. Yes, he was. I'm, uh, the first NCAA tournament I went to was in 2005, and he won the national title. Um, yes. Okay. Oh, no, wait. We got a few more here. Let's wait, see. I want to bring this one up because this one annoys the crap out of me. Nathan okay. Stuller, uh, and I – can't say I've watched a ton of Ben Honus, and I did not ever recognize this. But when wrestlers wear the knee pad backwards on their leg, that should not be legal. Because if you were to shoot a single and grab there, it would definitely slip. Oh, and there call. is no purpose for wearing a knee pad backwards on your calf area. Um, well, there's one. So purpose. if you're going to wear it, a knee pad, if grabs it and it slips. That's your advantage. It slips. Yeah. yeah. So it should have to. It should have to be on your <laughs> knee. And if you're not on your knee. Then, then too bad you don't get to wear it. It's a freaking knee pad, not a backwards calf pad. I agree. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. That's that's kind of BS. <laughs> Such um, BS. I didn't even know Honus was doing that. So now I need to really pay attention to to Honus. Um. Oh, I, I want to answer this one from Jeremy Baker. Why does Flow Arena use a cryptic system to let us know how a match was won? What is a win by VSU or VPO1 or VSU1? Why not simply decision fall, etc.? That's not this cryptic system um, that we just created out of nowhere. <laughs> that is what UWW uses. Um, well, what? That might be a little cryptic. What's well, French? We don't speak French, Kyle. <laughs> we say parterre. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you might be trying to pet me right now. You know what parterre is? Um, yeah, so VSU1 is technical fall without an opponent scoring. Um, I'm trying to find all the breakdowns of them now. Do you know them off the top of your head, JD? Okay, so VP01 is when they score. Yeah, so four points. Uh, VSU is um, winner, no points for the loser. Uh, VSU1. Uh, is each person score points? VPO three. Um, a is fall. VPO three zero is when you win but not by tech fall, and then other person doesn't score any points. Could you so like please four, read zero, the terms in French, zero. Kyle? 
Uh, no. Parlay Boo well, they Francais? Don't, they, they don't have them in Frontier. Um, VPO1 is when you win like 5-1, 5-2. So it's not just some cryptic system that we made up. That's what's in the UWW rulebook. So that's what that's what we're using. Um, So take it up with UWW if you don't like it. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be mean. Just letting Jeremy Baker know why. Okay, it's time. We're ready to talk. Free Britney. Oh, God. You you staying on Ben? You should. Uh, I will stay on and listen. I probably will not uh, participate because I did not watch and I don't know anymore. Okay, well this I think is gonna be. Uh, JD watched half of it. He was watching some of it at the office yesterday. Tyler, go ahead, go ahead and put yourself on here, man. This is this is producer Tyler finally getting hey, his face on the show. What's up, Tyler? Yes, yes, always man, behind the camera, joining the camera for a little Britney Spears talk because it seems like you need the support, Bracky. <laughs> I do, I do. It's 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 good that at least one member of this show watched it with me. Um, well, we we're going to so, talk about what, how we were going to do this. So uh, I have some notes, a couple quotes. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to share some thoughts and then just dive right into it. Yeah. So it was cool. I liked uh, the beginning. Was kind of like a trip down down memory lane because uh, when I was growing up, uh, Britney Spears was like on top of the world. She was like the most famous music artist there probably was at the time uh so it was cool to see all that stuff i couldn't believe she was i didn't know she well i didn't know she was from louisiana either that seemed really random to me um did not know that definitely that plays a big part into i think everything because she was very southern and innocent coming up that and she was just thrown into this superstar type world yep uh, it was crazy that she was performing uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time in freaking malls. Like, that's where she, like, first got that song popular, <laughs> performing in malls. For real? Yeah. Yeah, wow. she started She started off on TV and then, yeah, basically just going around malls and then eventually signing her uh, her record deal. But she was in, like, in the industry from the time she was, like, three or four years old. She was thrown right into it. Um so I have a few quotes here if you want to go to these, Bracky, that Let's just two it. from the dad and one from the brother, which I can't think kind of frames everything pretty well. Uh, so one point early in the doc, uh, the dad is quoted saying, I just want a boat. Um, I think it, they were asking, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he was like, I don't care. I just want a boat. Uh, and that just kind of sums up. He was just in it for the money. And then yep. later on, after all the court proceedings, he's then quoted saying, the state of California decides what's best for my daughter. Which just made me laugh because that's kind of a uh, general, <laughs> not so caring statement that uh, a state can decide everything for me. Uh, and then the last one I have from the brother, which I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, uh, but he basically said, all the women in this family are strong-minded. It, it kind of sucks. Uh, so very misogynistic vibes and just uh, you can tell that it's something from the whole family. Yeah, uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, they're always wanting to do what they want to do and like say what they <laughs> want to say. It's like, it's so annoying. <laughs> So, uh, and you can tell that the it's it's deeply rooted with uh, from the time she started to the conservatorship, however you say the word now. Uh, it's crazy to see. It's crazy to see how the media treated her. Um, yeah, the paparazzi was wild. The the paparazzi was wild, and then like all the questions like people asked her, like she they would be canceled for today, and and people are trying to can are trying to ret- retroactively go back and cancel them for asking these kind of questions. Um, like yeah. what? Give us an example of something. Well, like the asked. fact that they were asking her when she's like eighteen at, in these like huge press conferences if she's a virgin. 
They did that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. They're asking like all kinds of inappropriate questions like that. Like, you can't do that. Whoa. What are you doing? Yes, people are trying to like retroactive. Who is it? Diane Sawyer. Was Diane Sawyer. Ones. She's done. Um, <laughs> which I don't know what she's doing. What she's doing anymore, anyways. And then I actually have a quote. For, so one of the reporters, there was a. I think it was after one of her like meltdowns where she attacked the SUV with like, yeah. a golf club or something. And so the producer is asking the reporter who was around when that happened. And at one point he literally said, uh, she never gave any hints about this happening. Um, and then the producer followed that up with what about when she asked you to leave? Um, so just the fact that the reporters that time, there were no boundaries, paparazzi. Uh, and you kind of saw it. If you watched Tiger Woodstock at the same time, similar, yeah. similar type upbringings or uh, challenges they faced with the media, just like, always being in there and for me always being in there girl never never any free time uh so i was gonna kind of flip that and ask you ben did you ever experience anything like that where you felt like media was trying to pull you down when you were your most successful or uh just getting hard uh hard questions you didn't think were reasonable or related to anything you were doing no i actually don't feel like it's been media i feel like it's just uh random people um and that's kind of, uh, I always say, like, I got on the forums when I was 15 years old in Wisconsin and kind of, you know, said some outlandish things, which all, all of which came true pretty much. And people, uh, that group mentality, people have been trying to crap on me ever since. And that's just, that's just part of it. I mean, that's just part of being a public figure, I feel like. And I know some people really want to watch their behavior and try to please the please the masses the masses will not be pleased so just be, just be who you are and uh it's much easier that way getting back to like what the media and stuff was saying the wife of the governor of maryland said that she wished she could shoot britney spears Jeez. what like said that publicly what Yes, because she thought she was setting a bad example for girls for how she like dressed and danced in her music videos and stuff like that. And I forget who it was like asked Brittany about that. And Brittany's like, oh, my gosh, like that. That's mean. <laughs> but she was like, I wish I could shoot her. You can't say that. You can't just say you wish you could kill people. Um, wow. So the paparazzi were absolutely total weirdos. And they had a few of them on the documentary. And what Tyler was saying, the guy... They were like, why? Like, she clearly didn't want this. She's telling you to leave her alone. And he's like, no, she said, leave me alone that day. Like, just leave me alone this day. I can come back oh, any God. other time. And they, I mean, they were saying that pictures of Britney sometimes, if they were like good enough, would sell for a million dollars. A million dollars? That's what they said. For a picture? That's what they said. Come on, bro. That's what they said. These, well, these... this is like peak Whoa. in like very early paparazzi days where this was the first time or early on where like you had crowds of media following around. So before that, I think it the the availability of the photos were a lot more uh, rare that you wanted to. That's where all the money was. was. Uh, but the paparazzi, wow. I think the the craziest thing was none of them had any shame. Like looking back at it, yeah, they're all no, they like didn't proud care. of what they did. Yeah, they had, they didn't really? care. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, they, no. were, they were almost bragging. They were like excited to be on the dock to talk about. Oh, back in the day, I was I was getting those photos of Britney uh, making all that money. When in reality, you, they were the problem. They straight up asked him, like, "Do you do you feel like you guys contributed to her like lashing out?" And her like middle break, he's like, "No, no, I don't. Think, no, that's not us. That's not us." Um, but we we saw it in Last Dance with Michael Jordan. 
Remember, he was like, I can't leave my hotel room. I can't walk anywhere. Like, it just drained on him. Yeah. Like, the hordes of crowds that were walking everywhere. And, I mean, she, her car couldn't move in a lot of these places because the camera people would just literally stand in front of the car and they're taking a million pictures. She couldn't, unless she just wanted to run them over, which she should have done. Um, and she did freak out the one night. She was... Uh, when her and Federline split and they were trying to, she was wanting to see the kids. Um, he wouldn't let her in to see the kids. And she just like drove to like a gas station to like sit there and like, I don't know, compose her thoughts, whatever. And the paparazzi kept bothering her. And she took, she took a, a umbrella that was in the car and just attacked one of their cars with it. It was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What, what other notes I had? Speaking of, of Federline, was there a bigger douchebag than that guy? It's <laughs> <laughs> like you should have seen Ben. You should have seen the clothes he was wearing and just like his look. Oh man, what a douche! <laughs> was that a setup by Hollywood, or did, did uh, they meet organically, some sort? I think they met organically, some way, uh, something. I don't know. He was trying to be a rapper or something. I think he was pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But to, to me, it, it all kind of comes down to the going back to the conservatorship and like how it all happened. It really seems like she, you know, she had two children with Federline and then they, they split soon after the second one. And it seemed like she was just like depressed and getting pulled in a million different directions. She can't walk out of her house and she has all these demands appearance wise. And then her marriage is falling apart, but she wants to be with the kids and they're in this custody battle. And so she had like a couple mental breakdowns with all that stuff going on. And it seems like the family just took advantage of that. The second time that she got uh, taken to the hospital, her dad, like, fought, and as I mentioned in the alien hours, they just filed for um, to be the conservator over her. And they won. And then what was also interesting, they had a lady on the, on the documentary talking about um, how these things work because she worked in the courts and dealt with them all the time. And I think she actually was involved in, in Britney's original uh, court proceedings about it is you don't anyone who gets put under one of these you never see them get it reversed like she's like it doesn't happen like they just they can't get out of it once it happens and she's like and usually it's with elderly people who are near the end of their life anyways but not with a 20 something year old um and then it was funny after that lady got done talking like this black screen came up and text came up and it was like after this interview this lady joined Jamie Spears legal team in like the conservatorship fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's all is a setup, Ben. Yeah, at the end one Shut of the lawyers up. they said basically that it was a high functioning conservador. Whatever that. I can't say that word. Not even going to try. But high functioning and the lawyer No one like, can that, say that it. It doesn't exist. It's weird. They're basically yeah. like this, this, what they're saying, Brittany is, has never happened. Like that's never been in the court system before. You're not supposed to be high functioning and under one of these. Um, Damn. Someone says Kevin Federline was a backup dancer for her, and that's how they met. Yes. So, but anyways, yeah, it was really interesting. The judge wouldn't said she wasn't in the mental state to hire her own attorney which seems wild to me because she hired a very good one in, in LA and they appointed her some, uh, corn, uh, court appointed pud. Uh, it is some, some random <laughs> pud. That's a great word. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> good word. 
And they wouldn't let they wouldn't let uh, her attorney that she wanted to represent see the medical paperwork that they had that said she wasn't fit to decide who her attorney was. Um, mm. So I I don't know, man. It, it's uh, it's crazy. And then I got, I got one last note, not really even related to Brittany, but uh, John Hurley was featured in the doc, and he's probably the worst Family Feud host of all time. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, he was the the white hair, like silver haired guy. Uh, you'd I recognize. Him, I, I mean, I like. I don't. I like Family Feud when I was a kid, but I don't remember that one. I think it was short lived. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for having me on, Bracky. Uh, I'm gonna go back to being the guy behind the camera playing the Don Bradley clip when requested. <laughs> You're the man, Tyler. <laughs> I know the wrestling world. Guys. The wrestling world appreciates you. Thank you for uh, helping me through that. Um, I'm just going to go through a few other notes that I had, uh, just kind of random. I think I might have gotten everything. Um, uh, the Britney, Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, they started running together. What a trio that was. Those, they were <laughs> wild. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I, it's, I mean, it just shows, like, how sketchy everything was um, and goes. And you get to see a lot more videos and – here, people who are more well-versed in the topic talk about all the things that I kind of glossed over in the Alien Hour. Um, she literally controls... They get into the Instagram at the end, too, and these two girls have just, like, run a podcast just talking about Britney's Instagram posts, and they get, like, a, a voicemail call-in, like, tip that Britney was placed in the mental hospital against her will, um, and then it turns out to be true. Uh, it's 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 oh wild stuff. So, <laughs> all right, we ready to go? Oh, we have Tuesday headlines. Anyone go. got Tuesday headlines? I just realized. Right? Oh, uh, Colin Schultz goes undefeated. Oh, okay. So Colin Schultz top five. Top five. Yep. JD, you got anything? Uh, Andrew Spay dies of frostbite in uh, Iowa City, Iowa. That actually might happen. Um. Just be careful with him on ice. He fell at Big Tens one year yeah. really hard in uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> he was not built for uh, the cold in the no, ice. No, not built for the cold. Uh, my Tuesday headline, I'm going to go with uh, within by the end of this calendar year, Brittany will be free. Oh, my God. All right. On that note, I'm out of here. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. All right, Tyler, you can play us out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Tuesday to break down all the D1 action, all the action at Captain's Cup, America's Cup. Hope you have a good one. CP will be back, and uh, peace.